Happy Thanksgiving, and welcome to Good Show, the podcast helping you answer one of the most daunting questions in television. What am I watching next? I'm Brandon Sharp. And I'm Anthony Mako. Since this is our first Thanksgiving together, Anthony and I wanted to do something special. Instead of trying to find a show that embodied Thanksgiving more than any other show, assuming such a show exists, we decided to assemble a collection of Thanksgiving episodes from all different television shows. Now, no one is saying these are the best Thanksgiving episodes of all time. That is not the discussion we are having today. These are a combination of some of our favorites and really popular Thanksgiving episodes over the last few decades. We're also not necessarily evaluating the show themselves, as it would be wildly irresponsible to judge a show based on a single episode. We just wanted to get in the Thanksgiving spirit and figured we would invite you to sit around the table with us. And with that, Anthony, let's talk turkey. Let's do it. I'm, I am pretty pumped about this one. Well, I think we should talk a little more about the rules that we kind of came up with for how to do this, because I think all of your caveats are really good. Okay. But the way we sort of did it was we looked at several, like combined several lists of top, yep. whatever, 20, 25 Thanksgiving episodes. But then I, I thought something really important to bring up was that we are not going to go into a show that we haven't seen and, and just say, oh, this is a, a good Thanksgiving episode. because. Everything about the Thanksgiving episode, just a general statement, probably has to do with nostalgia of the characters and, and them, you know, whoever it is coming together over Thanksgiving. Right, yeah. So if we don't understand the dynamics of the relationships, then it's not going to mean anything to us anyway. There's several that I watched for this where I was like, somebody would hate this if they didn't had never seen the show. They would think it was ridiculous. So, for example, MASH had one and we haven't seen MASH yet. So... But it's probably a good one. It's probably a great one, but it's not going to be on our list here because um, we have not seen it, so it's hard to put it into the right context. So Yeah, same with Cheers. I think had a one that was yep. supposed to be good. So these are based off of like best lists. They're not our oh. best list, but we pulled but and then we pulled in like what we thought might be helpful. But we hope this is just kind of a guide. If you want to get in the Thanksgiving spirit, this is coming out the day before Thanksgiving. So this you might want to pop something on. We're going to give you season episode where to watch it we're gonna give you all that just so you can pop something on if you want or maybe there's some family you want to get away from mm. for a second Oh, nice yeah a back nice back room quiet back room with some television yeah sounds great to me yeah anyway who do you well, want to get away from brandon i i love everyone okay all right I, i'm on great terms with all family members at all times i'm a people pleaser yeah does that seem like me yep well <laughs> it does well I can't tell if that's insulting. In your or not. family, I think it does. Probably. Yeah. I don't think you're shaking it up, but I do believe that you're on great terms with everybody. That's, yeah. Cool. Well, first, let's define what we feel like a Thanksgiving episode looks like. Mm -hmm. What are some of the themes or motifs you would associate with a Thanksgiving episode? And then, kind of a follow up question where would these concepts diverge from a Christmas episode mm -hmm. of television? which I think is important here. So a couple thoughts as you, as you lay that out. Number one, Christmas, I think you can deal in an entire month to month and a half, something like that period of time. And there's so many things in that month or month and a half that you can include in this Christmas episode. So 
you can go shopping you can you know all that mm-hmm. stuff yeah thanksgiving is far more limited so you may have cooking you know you probably have some cooking and you have some eating you have around a table you might be yeah. wa- watching some football but you're talking about one day versus an entire season sure which is yeah. which is difficult um and so that's probably why i think just as a general statement there are less thanksgiving episodes out there yeah i think family is kind of a universal theme you know and that can go with christmas that can go with thanksgiving i think one thing that is maybe more christmas than thanksgiving is like a romance Mm. feels more christmasy to me oh yeah that's a really good point yeah to me family and i'm talking like down and dirty nitty-gritty family stuff like estranged family members reunited Mm -hmm. would be something i would think of yep resolution to old grudges i mean you think about thanksgiving you're right it's one day it's usually like i don't know how what it was like for you growing up but thanksgiving it was always a larger group together and then christmas yes yes at least on yeah for that one day okay there was much more extended family yeah and we were all packed into a house Mm. and everyone's strongly political and opinionated Mm. and just you know it's uh, football, strong opinions about football also, yeah, you know, sure. a lot of stuff like that, uh, that I associate more with Thanksgiving. Now that makes it sound terrible. No, I do think also that we're drifting, I think from the episode to like real life Thanksgiving, but I think <laughs> Thanksgiving, <laughs> uh, like, I was always going to do that. That was inevitable. What's Thanksgiving like? But I do think, uh, in relation to what you just said, what's interesting is I think probably Thanksgiving people are making do with people that need somewhere to go for Thanksgiving. And so your circle may extend to different people than you would gather with for Christmas. seems to, now this is some because of what I do sometimes on Thanksgiving, which is when, you know, when I married my wife, when I go to her Thanksgiving, it's with an extended group of people. It's not just with her family that I don't know all that well. So it's inter- it's not like this super tight family thing and I would never gather with that group on Christmas. So well, well that's exactly my point. Sure, okay, yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. exactly my Okay, well that's not what I took it as. Then that that's interesting. Well, I just yeah. took it a step further. Sure. I mean that that was my like that was my gateway right there. Is it's usually like an extended group. Christmas is much more intimate. Yeah, but your yeah, and your family probably like mine. If your parents at church or something like that stumbled upon somebody who didn't have thanksgiving sure plans yep. they would have invited them over for thanksgiving that probably christmas too but maybe it just seems more well, likely on christmas i would say maybe not so much with christmas yeah. much more likely because thanksgiving's built around food yes you know at christmas it gets a little weird when you're passing out gifts yeah. and you know that kind of thing but just literally a meal yeah. is thanksgiving you're right though we're getting a little off how this relates to television i don't think so um, i mean so Everything we've said so far applies to the episodes I watched. An interesting theme in general that I saw emerge was this idea of, now this is probably of the era that I was watching in, but friends at Thanksgiving as a Friendsgiving? Well, yeah. I watched, well, one of the shows I watched is Friends, Seinfeld, mm-hmm. you know, all, all these different things. And um, those are all, like, there's literally no family in the picture. Mm-hmm. It's It's all friends. New girl, all friends. It's just like... Mm-hmm. Lots of friends as opposed to family. So that's an interesting theme that you brought up. This is where it can extend. And if you're talking about uh, a group of people like a new girl where everybody's living away from their extended families, they're probably not just the the narrative makes sense, actually, 
they're not traveling home for for Thanksgiving and then Christmas a month later. So this right. offers the opportunity to have a fun friends episode where it ha- brings in fam- family elements, but Christmas is going to be t- to remain true is probably traveling home to family. So it doesn't yeah. work quite the same. Overall, do you feel like you gravitate more towards Christmas episodes or now that we've got the adult dose of Thanksgiving episodes, do you feel like this is kind of what you like now? I love both. I think I don't, I don't feel the need to completely decide. I will say maybe a couple thoughts. I feel less weird about watching a Thanksgiving episode at any point in the year than I do a Christmas episode at any point in the year. So Christmas kind of puts you in the mood. And Thanksgiving is maybe, you know, no big deal to watch that at some other point in the year. Also, I have always loved a Thanksgiving episode. I think Mm -hmm. that's because some of the shows I watch do it really well, but I've always loved a Thanksgiving episode. I think a lot of people love Christmas episodes and, and maybe aren't even quite as aware of the existence of Thanksgiving episodes. So I think Thanksgiving episodes have the potential to be broader than a Christmas uh episode. I think they can create funnier scenarios and there's just a there's a wide range of things you could cover in a thanksgiving episode so like which is what we discovered Mm -hmm. uh cramming for this episode i think there's just a lot of things that could be um kind of associated in those episodes and i don't know they're fun they're really fun and from a practical standpoint the Thanksgiving episodes, although I have an example of one, Thanksgiving episodes are rarely ending a season or ending, like if we're talking old school, which is a lot of the shows we watched, they're not ending that half season mm-hmm. on a Thanksgiving episode. A lot of times they're ending that half season on a Christmas episode. So not only do you have the pressure of ending this half season, uh, yeah. but also you have this pressure of, I think, just think there's a ton more pressure to make the Christmas episode special, as opposed to the Thanksgiving episode can often be goofy. It doesn't yeah. have to be, there's not as much pressure on a Thanksgiving episode. So I think everything mm-hmm. you're saying is correct. Well, let's get this kicked off. Yeah, let's do it. So All I'm right. going first. Okay. By the way, I want to say, I think we both did this, but, um, I watched every single episode I'm about to talk about today. It just kind of happened mm-hmm. to work out that way. I needed to review some of them, and then I just thought, well, I'm watching them. Then, so I'm, I might as well continue watching. I had time to pop them all on. So my first, um, now this is completely from, <laughs> because it was on, all. I think it was on all three lists that we were comparing. And I'm going to bring up a Seinfeld um, Thanksgiving episode, allegedly Thanksgiving episode. I'm about to give that away, but basically I want, I want to say for all these, the, we'll say for the, all these, where you can find them, where, what they are, that way it's easy to find, but we got, so Seinfeld is currently on Netflix and I'm going to be talking about the mom and pop store, which is season six, episode eight. Um, and I guess all I would say, just to remind you what's going on in this episode, it's a hilarious episode. There's so much funny stuff going on. There is 0.005% Thanksgiving in this episode. (laughs) Not only that, the only Thanksgiving going on in this episode is the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade. There's literally no Thanksgiving. It's just Thanksgiving day parade. So what's going on is George buys John Voight's LeBaron, his car. Well, yeah. Yeah, it is. Anyway, if you know Seinfeld, you know what's going on there. Kramer takes Jerry's shoes to this mom and pop store, hence the name of the the episode. Um, and they are going out of business, so Kramer's trying to support them. So he takes all Jerry's shoes over there. It doesn't really have a 
Uh, and then uh, they go over to the uh, oh man, I'm blanking on his name right now. I can't believe it. But um, it's the character played by Brian Cranston. Um, he's a dentist in the show, and they go over to his house. Jerry's not quite invited to the party, but he comes anyway because he's got a dental issue. And um, <laughs> Kramer was bitten by John Voight, and George has a pencil from the car, so he's trying to find out whether john void actually owned this car and there's a bunch of dentists at a party so they compare tooth mark they're trying to compare tooth marks really funny and then jerry knocks the uh, empire state building statue off and pops woody the woodpecker for heaven's sake in the midst. that sounds like a Seinfeld. it's very episode. seinfeld but it's also not about thanksgiving at all so i'm i'm actually not recommending this as a thanksgiving episode i think it's just seinfeld is so freaking good it's like oh we gotta have yeah. one of those in here so yeah that's that's the seinfeld episode all right. So my first one is from the Wonder Years. Go, it's titled the top going hard quick. Yeah. You know, this I, is going to pull on your heartstrings. I should have saved this one, but oh, well, yeah, it's all right. Titled the ties that bind season four, episode seven. Uh, the Wonder Years is available on Hulu right now. I love the Wonder Years because it is a true picture of like the middle class struggle and really in like so many scenarios. And um, Jack is a, a, he's a great father. You know, he's a good provider and he wants to really do well by his family and uh, their stove goes out and had no idea how they're going to purchase a new stove, asks for a promotion at work, ends up getting it, gets a raise. This promotion includes traveling and um, the first trip that he takes for work um, is going to take him away from his family on Thanksgiving. And I feel like we all we all think we want more, need more. And uh, sometimes you end up sacrificing the things that really mean the most to you. And mm. um, I flipped it on today. I have Wonder Years PTSD. I discovered that <laughs> it was jarring to watch. I was like, oh, I don't know that I can do this again so quickly. Oh, yeah. I just had like it really it rubbed me raw that um, I probably shouldn't say rubbed me raw. I feel like it's got to be sexual. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I, I, I was very sure. I felt very like raw. Uh-huh. after finishing that show. Yeah. So I flipped it on today. I was like, Ooh, it's too soon. One thing I take away from the episode and this episode, this episode is very much about Thanksgiving. Um, it's very hard to celebrate when your entire unit, whether that be your friend group or your family mm. group is not together, mm. not all together. It's hard to celebrate. And the last thing that I really took away was it doesn't matter where you are. It just matters that you're all together. Uh, mm. It doesn't matter quite what takes place it doesn't matter if everything works out perfectly it just matters that you're all together mm-hmm. and that's one thing that like i was i teared up during i got choked up during watching this uh mm-hmm. during this episode it's a very very good one of the best um one of years episodes and um yeah i highly recommend it yeah it's a moment i i sort of remember it being sort of a moment of sweetness in the midst of them often not sort of getting along on the surface yeah and all of a sudden they they're it's brought to their attention what really matters in life. So that's, I'm sure that was a good one. So, all right. My next one is Gilmore girls, which is currently available on Netflix. The Thanksgiving episode that was sort of, I don't know if they're there. This seems like, here's the thing. Gilmore girls seems like Thanksgiving embodied, like in a oh. show, the things we're saying about Thanksgiving episode, that's kind of what this show is. And if you know the, if you know the show at all, like a lot of it is centered around Lorelai going, Lorelai and Rory going home to her parents' house for dinners, even though they've had a contentious relationship in the past. So mm-hmm. on a regular basis, they like have to go to dinner. This is this deal they work out that they have to do this. So it's very similar to things that happen. Um, did I say this? So I'm sorry. 
It's called A Deep Fried Korean Thanksgiving. It's season mm-hmm. three, episode nine. Um, and basically what's actually so good about this episode, here's what I loved about it. There's nothing particularly special um, from a plot standpoint, although the Jess and Dean transition, if you know what I'm talking about, the Jess and Dean transition has just happened. So Rory is now dating Jess. And what they do is they're they're just there's they have such good relationships in this town that they live in. They have to go to Suki's place, which is uh, that's Melissa McCarthy. Um, mm-hmm. And she they go to her place and her husband is deep frying a turkey, which is offensive to her because she's a chef. Uh, and then they go to Lane's, which is Rory's best friend. Uh, side note, I had forgotten until I watched this today. Lane's boyfriend for a little bit in the show is Adam Brody. You know who that is, yeah, right? I know Adam Brody from the OC. Yeah, yeah. the OC, Seth. So I, I was like, whoa. And I think probably just based on the character he plays, this had to be before the OC. So that was, that was interesting to run into. But anyway. Huh. Uh, so they go to they go to um, Lane's house and then they go to Luke's diner. They had almost canceled Luke's di- diner, but they find out Luke sort of cares a little bit, which is a little heartwarming. And then they go to her parents and they have a fight with her parents, which is the same old thing. But so it's very Gilmore Girls, <laughs> but I don't want to write it off as a non-special episode because um, it, it's sort of like I said, Gilmore Girls sort of embodies Thanksgiving. Everything about yeah. it's small town, it's friends, it's family. That's that's what the show is all about. So it, yeah. it's a Thanksgiving episode in an entire show. And Logan did nothing wrong. You keep that in mind, buddy. Logan did nothing wrong. I actually, I, I, I was watching this today and I was thinking, man, I honestly think Brandon would like this show. It's on my it's it is definitely penciled in on one of my lists. Yeah. I, I will watch Gilmore Girls eventually. I'm sure I will. Next up for me is the office. Now I want to, this is a great time to point out. We did pull from lists yeah. and I love the office. And I felt like this is probably one I should add in here because of how much I love the office. Not only is it not a great Thanksgiving episode, <laughs> it's not a great episode. Oh boy. I, I think, and I think it's important to point this out. This is a lot of people's, one of their favorite Thanksgiving episodes. Interesting. Yeah. The only closely related thing in this episode is that Dwight builds a hay, not a corn maze, a hay maze in the parking lot. And it's kind of harvesty and that's it. That is that is the long and short of it. Anyways, before I get too far ahead of myself, the title of the episode is called Woof. That's W-U-P-H-F dot com. Uh, Season seven, episode nine. So this is well into Saber is around. A lot of the newer characters are around. Mm-hmm. So we're we're way, way a ways into this. And the premise of the uh, the episode is Ryan has started a, like basically an alternative to Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it is one where if you send someone a woof, that's what he's saying. You just send me a woof, woof. Mm-hmm. And th- the idea is that it. It hits you on everything you're associated with. It sends you an email. It calls you. It texts you. It faxes you. And so, like, anyway, the only real theme I'll say that I got from this episode is Michael makes a point. I think Pam approaches Michael and says, why are you supporting Ryan? We all know this is ridiculous. We all know this is crazy. We've all invested money, and he is just he's going to lose our money. And he's like, I always support all of you. And I think that was that was a good that was a good message there. Not incredibly deep, but it was a good moment. So we're going to put this in sort of the Seinfeld category of not very, not very Thanksgiving. But I think that's important to point out, like it's still worth bringing up because this is a lot of people's favorite. Mm -hmm. We watched it. 
I don't think it has a lot to do with Thanksgiving, and I don't even know it's one of my favorite episodes. So anyway. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So I'm going to turn to Friends. Friends had two episodes on a lot of the lists that I saw, and I'm going to actually extend that um, because, so for, uh, let me try and take this a piece at a time. I First of all, I never watched Friends regularly, but I'm clearly very familiar with Friends. Fortunately, I talked to my wife, who was a fairly big Friends fan today, and um, actually, so the two episodes, she was like, I don't know why you're doing those two. There's a third that's better, and she was totally right about that, um, but it's on currently on HBO Max. The first episode, and I think the highest rated, like ranked episode in these lists that I saw was season three, episode nine, the one with the football. Um, it's kind of self-explanatory. This is the one you might remember of them playing football, touch football out in like a alley next to their apartment or whatever. And this is the one Leah recommended. No, this is the highest on the list. And and Leah was in agreement with me that this one is not that great, but I do think maybe it's probably the most iconic because it's the earliest Thanksgiving episode and Mm. it's just everything with friends, you know, turns to gold accidentally, which by the way, so (laughs) there's no, they're in the, get it. They're in the apartment for two seconds. And then they go and they spend the entire time playing touch football out in the backyard, basically, of their apartment. So um, it's not very Thanksgiving-y, even though foot, like touch football on a Thanksgiving day is not outside of the Thanksgiving rules. They're just mm-hmm. not doing much eating in this episode. And then also, um, Friends is, I don't find it funny. I find them setting up their jokes. You can see them coming from a mile ahead. They overplay all their jokes. It's just, I just don't find friends funny. This particular episode is not funny at all to me. It was really like, I did not like it. Anyway, I'm saying all that just because it was on their list. Now let me turn. That was episode nine of season three. Season five, episode eight, the one with the Thanksgiving flashbacks. That started to win me back. Okay, so what we got here is a bunch of flashbacks to oh. old Thanksgivings. This is the one that kept popping up when I would search. Sure, it. yes. And this is this is a big one. This is probably the most famous. This one of the most famous things that happens is Joey puts a turkey on his head. Like a raw turkey on his head to try <laughs> gross. And, to try and I know it grosses me out so bad, but uh, to Ugh. try and scare Chandler, uh, and so that's kind of funny, and it ends in a sweet way because uh, Monica ends up having the turkey on her head to make Chandler feel better because Chandler hates Thanksgiving because he found out that his dad was having an affair with like the pool boy or something like that when he was oh. little on Thanksgiving Day, so that ruined his Thanksgiving, and then he had progressive bad thanksgivings after that so it was really bad so that's why monica ends up with a turkey on her head but then also at one point you go through these different flashbacks of chandler and ross being dressing different ways and having different hairstyles and that's part of the joke and monica's really large at one point and um chandler makes a comment about it blah 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 so you probably know all those that's a quite a bit more iconic and the jokes are a lot better in that one and then the one that i brought up which leah brought up to me which i thought was a great addition it wasn't on any of the lists but we have season eight episode nine the one with the rumor uh this is a thanksgiving episode they're sitting down to eat the the uh friends aspect of this episode is that joey everybody has a reason they're not eating turkey for this year. Chandler wants chicken and then two people are vegetarians. So nobody wants turkey. And he says, you have Joey says you have to make turkey. It's Thanksgiving. And Monica says, I'm not making all that turkey. It won't get eaten. And he says, I'll eat it. And then, so he has to (laughs) eat an entire turkey, which is funny. It is funny. Um, 
But second, I feel like we know people that would be in that. that yeah, oh, yeah, I just yeah. feel like we know those kind of people. Oh yeah, for sure. Secondly, though, this is the episode of Friends with Brad Pitt in it, and it's a Thanksgiving oh. episode. And I do want to say, like, first of all, I, I I went down to tell Leah, like, I can't imagine watching network television whenever this was, and all of a sudden Brad Pitt shows up on Friends. I mean, people had to be losing their minds. Like, yeah. the excitement well, in the room had to blow through the roof. What was the status of uh, Jen Aniston and him at that point? They were they were married at that point. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. Yeah, and in gotcha. the episode, yeah, they were they were married at that point. In the episode, though, Jen Aniston had been uh, Rachel had been mean to him in high school because he was large, and so uh-huh. he and Ross started the I Hate Rachel Green Club. Also, it's really interesting. The acting on Friends immediately becomes better because Brad Pitt is on the show. It's crazy. Huh. He he. Everybody else overplays everything they ever do on Friends, and Brad Pitt comes on the scene, and everybody starts to tone it down and actually start acting. It's pretty pretty wow. crazy. And he's a little over the top because it's Friends, and you're supposed to be over the top. But it's just crazy how he starts to affect those he's in a scene with. It's pretty interesting. But it's a it's a good episode. So the I would say the season five, episode eight, and the season eight, episode nine are the two best Friends Thanksgiving episodes that I enjoyed. Obviously, the one with the football is the most icon, one of the most iconic, and I was thinking during the one with the football, I can't imagine the mountains of money somebody was just shoveling into their because it's it's a single shot in a courtyard. It's not a single shot, but it's in it's one stage in a courtyard, and like they're doing these such easy stages for this show, and there's yeah. literally maybe five actors in that episode total. Huh. So they're just raking five in. million bucks though, because not they were yet. all making a. They were all not oh, at they that weren't point making that were. much. Yeah, this was season three, so not yet. Man, that blew my mind when I heard that. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, I'm done, okay. done with Friends. Sorry. And that and Friends is on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Correct. All right. My next episode, man, a couple of bangers up top. Hmm. My next episode was from Friday Night Lights, hmm. and it's just called Thanksgiving. Uh, this is from season four, and it's uh, the finale, episode 13. And I flipped this on, and I was actually at first blown away with how much plot they used to fit in mm-hmm. to Friday Night Lights in mm-hmm. a single episode. So much stuff is happening. Yeah. A couple things off the top of my head. This is right after Tammy gives advice to a girl mm-hmm. um, Becky. and Bex. Becky Bex and gets in trouble with the school school board, has to resign. Eric is already at East Dillon. They're getting ready to face off against the Panthers. The football game, the big football game between those two teams is actually in this episode. Mm. Tim and Billy get into some trouble with the law. It's really Billy that gets in trouble. And um, I don't know who's seen the episode, seen the whole show, but, you know, Tim's walking around contemplative the whole time trying to figure out what he's going to do and try to fix it. Um, yeah, just so much Landry. I mean, kind of a minor minor thing here, but this is when his new girlfriend kind of breaks up with him for Vince, uh, Michael B. Jordan's character. So just so much, so much is going on. Um, oh, and uh, Saracen comes back to town mm-hmm. just out of nowhere, and and Julie sees him for the first time since he left for Chicago. So just a ton. Like I was just chucked right back into the middle of this all this like crazy drama. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just, it was wild watching it um, for the first time. So you said you feel like Gilmore girls embodies things. If a show does, mm-hmm. it's Gilmore girls. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the same thing about Friday night yeah, lights. I could see that. the yeah. whole thing 
the whole entire series takes place in the fall. Mm-hmm. Never do you see these kids go to school in the spring. Yep. I don't know that we ever see them in the summer. Maybe like some football camp, summer yeah, football yeah, camp, yeah. August, maybe, late, yeah. but like late summer. Yep. So the whole thing takes place then. And just like football. I mean, I associate football with Thanksgiving a lot. So like to me of the shows I watched, this is the one that kind of embodies Thanksgiving the most. Um, also such yeah. a fun idea for that particular episode to think about um, getting to go have your Thanksgiving dinner. And then the next night you go to the biggest game of the season, oh, yeah. uh, yep. the biggest high school game of the season, which it wouldn't really happen around here. No. I don't know if their season is actually pushed back in Texas, but here football's over by that point. Yeah. So high yeah, school. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, they have this big Thanksgiving. It's not just the Taylors, uh, buddy Garrity's there. The Riggins are there. Mm-hmm. Billy Riggins, who's one of the goofier characters on the show. Yeah. Gets up and gives this actually kind of good speech. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a good moment. I don't know. It just feels like there was a lot of like everyone kind of heading in different directions at the, you know, in the during the dinner. And um, I don't know, for some reason, Billy brings it all together in kind of a weird, uh, really good way. Um, this, this also this football game is one of the really great football games that you see on like yeah. during this show. Yeah. One of the really great ones. It was honestly one of the more Thanksgiving episodes on my list. Yeah. Lots of Thanksgiving items happening on screen. Really great. Absolutely would put you in the mood. Might be hard to hop in here if you haven't seen it before. Sure. Lots yeah. of plot yes. happening. Lots of stuff that you're like, what on earth? But anyway, if you've seen it before, revisit this for uh, Thanksgiving this year. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. My next one. Oh, Friday Night Lights is on what? I don't think you ever said that. Netflix, I think. Sorry about that. Yep. Yeah, Netflix. It is on Netflix. Okay, New Girl, also Netflix. I think New Girl just generally does Thanksgiving really, really well in a massively different way than a lot of these other shows do Thanksgiving. It's just funny. It's often funny, and it's but it is friends based. It's like based around these friends that live in the apartment. But that's some of my Christmas versus Thanksgiving talk is about New Girl because New Girl, like I said, everybody's going home for Christmas, but not only that, they're in LA. So you're not getting a typical Christmas experience during Christmas, but you are pretty much getting a a Thanksgiving experience. I do think, so there's, there's two episodes that I, I'll give a new girl honorable mention to season two, episode eight, which is where they do the parent trap. And she tries to get her parents back together. That, that one's pretty good. But the two actual really good Thanksgiving episodes on new girl are season one, episode six, which is just called Thanksgiving. And season four, episode nine, Thanksgiving um, four is what that one's called. The first one I'm talking about, Thanksgiving, is where you first meet Genslinger, which is played by Justin Long. What I think is very interesting about this show and season one, episode six, we're clearly very early on in the show. We're clearly still getting to know these characters. And somehow I think Justin Long comes onto that show and just is exactly what we needed. He doesn't even stay very long. Like he's in for several episodes and then gone. Interesting. But he comes in and is exactly what we needed. He's goofy and nice and he gets to be a mirror that shows different things about each character. But Justin Long comes in and in this very like millennial way, new girls always sort of sardonic and sarcastic and like everybody's grumpy about everything and like, oh, that's not cool, whatever. Now it's somewhat positive, but Justin Long comes in as this like relentless positivity against all that and starts to shed some layers of some of the characters Hmm. and because it's so early on you really get to know them so it's a it's a really really good episode 
Nice. Uh, and then uh, the the Thanksgiving four is a nickname Bangsgiving. It's they're all kind of rebounding and trying to meet new people. So it's an interesting take on a Thanksgiving episode where they invite a bunch of strangers over. But it's also a really good Thanksgiving episode. But I would say certainly episode six of season one is peak new girl Thanksgiving. But I do think new girl does Thanksgiving very, very well. Well, after you watch Bangsgiving, yeah. you should watch a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> to cleanse Indeed. the palate. Indeed. One thing I love about Charlie Brown and all of the Charles Schultz holiday specials, time and time again, Charlie Brown and the Peanuts gang says it better than all the other shows. Mm. This one in particular, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, has most of the themes that I'm looking for. Mm. friendship family the importance of all that getting together celebrating together working problems out working through difficulties and remembering the importance of putting others first honestly i I feel the same way at christmas a charlie brown christmas is probably my favorite christmas movie Mm. and um, i just think there's something really timeless about the peanuts gang and i know that sounds kind of weird coming from a 37 year old man but I, I love it, and I love that my kids are into it now, yeah. so it's really special to me. All of the Peanuts material and content is on Apple TV Plus now. Mm-hmm. They're creating new content, really great new content. Mm. They just came out with one, Old Lang Syne, which is like a New Year's Eve one. There was a Mother's Day, Mother's Day slash Father's Day one. Um, there was an Earth Day one, which was so good. Mm. Uh, ben Folds wrote the theme song for oh, it. Oh, yeah, really I heard good. that song, yeah. It's really good, really good. Anyway, check out the Peanuts Gang for your for your holiday uh, enjoyment, If especially if you have kids. It's really, really good. Uh, and that's just simply called uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Nice. All right, now, this show does not embody Thanksgiving. But my argument, probably Brandon's argument too, is – there is a show that does Thanksgiving so much better than anyone else. Unbelievable. And that is The West Wing. The West Wing. The West Wing has two phenomenal Thanksgiving episodes. Wildly different. Wildly different, yes. The one I'm going to... So West Wing is on HBO Max, and the one I'm going to talk about is season two, episode eight, Shibboleth. What's going on in this episode? Several things are going on. First of all, after watching like a bunch of sitcoms and a bunch of like goofy Thanksgiving episodes all day, I ended the day with Shibboleth, mm. which coincidentally is what I went to sleep to last night accidentally. So just got a lot of Shibboleth today. And I was amazed at how much Aaron Sorkin is able to pack into a single episode of TV. Yeah. Now I watched a lot of half hours and West Wings are 42 minutes or whatever, but the amount of stuff he's able to pack in there is just unbelievable. In Shibboleth, here's the things we have going on. There's a group of Chinese refugees that have sort of snuck out of China in a container ship and fled because of Christian persecution, but everybody's trying to figure out, are they actually being persecuted? And Bartlett's trying to figure out what exactly to do with them. So obviously, Bartlett's conversation with the Chinese refugee to try and figure out whether they're actually telling the truth. It's a great conversation generally, and if you're a Christian, I don't know why you wouldn't just eat that up with a spoon. It's it's a really good conversation about faith generally. The more comical thing going on is that CJ has to lead the pardoning of a turkey by the president mm-hmm. and uh, the, the turkeys get left in CJ's office. That's really funny. That whole exchange offers a lot of humor in the episode. But then also Bartlett gives Charlie his knife that his grandfather gave him, his carving knife for turkey. But he's had 
he's had Charlie on a wild goose chase all day looking for new knives. Charlie says, why do you need a new knife? If, if it's so important to you, shouldn't you have one? He says, yes, but it's something you give away uh, to someone else. Mm. And, and then he gives the knife to Charlie. And the knife is uh, fashioned by, uh, by Paul Revere and given yeah. to Bartlett's great-grandfather. So I do want to say at this point that the West Wing Weekly really like made fun of that moment a uh, ton. And I was going to say thank you. For not saying something like, he gave him the knife. No, no. Because I hate that they made fun of it so much. And also, the the episode does not overplay that moment. I understand it's ridiculous that Bartlett has a knife from Paul Revere. That's fine. That's ridiculous. But that's not the point. The point is, at this moment, Charlie is sort of like, he's sacrificed a lot of stuff for President Bartlett. And Bartlett is basically saying to Charlie... Like you're like a son to me, and, yeah. and it's just a such a sweet moment. It's it's a great moment. It's a great moment. I don't know why they picked it to make fun of so much. It's like it's not cheesy at all. It's, and Charlie just kind of like understands softly, and then they drop it. They don't make a meal out of the moment. So it's just all around. Like there's three different beautiful conversations, and that's also the the episode ends. Sam comes in and brings in the Thanksgiving proclamation that he's been working on the whole time. And somehow, like Bartlett gets choked up reading it because it's based. It's like he's uh, a group of pil- pilgrims come in t- uh, t- to a new world and blah blah blah. But it also relates so heavily to the Chinese refugees that have just just been mm-hmm. there. And Bartlett somehow he like it's almost like we caught an actual moment somehow, and they just like kept a human in the, moment. Yeah, and we kept. So he actually gets choked. Yeah, up. Yeah, he actually gets choked up. I don't think he could have acted that so well. Although he's great, but like. I'm always like, well, how did he do that? Or, you ever notice how it's always Sam's writing that takes, mm-hmm. like, that puts Bartlett back in his seat? Yes. It's all because um, Sam's very much the romantic between him and Toby. Yeah. Toby's much more practical in his writing. Yeah. And Sam's very um, artful and romantic about it. Yeah. I love moments where there's the Galileo Five. Yeah. Which, sorry, we're getting off track he here, but right. I love when Bartlett remarks on Sam's writing. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. The cancer, the um, yep. we're gonna we're gonna cure cancer. <sighs> All of it's so good. So Shibboleth hit that one, and then Brandon's got one. So that's season two, episode eight. The next thing, the next Thanksgiving episode is Indians in the Lobby, season three, episode seven. Now it's important to point out here, Shibboleth is. A little more serious in tone, Mm -hmm. tons of heart, much more emotional. Indians in the lobby is like the comedic side of the Thanksgiving episode as Aaron Sorkin writes it. Some of the great classic funny moments that I remember all the time that roll through my head happen in this episode. Mm -hmm. Often President Bartlett will have something running through his head and it kind of is always running through his head throughout the entire episode. And during this episode, he can't stop talking about how you roast a turkey and your and the stuffing and all the things you do to a turkey, you brine it and then you do the so he just likes to pontificate on certain things from time to time. So everyone's kind of like avoiding him because they don't want to hear him going on about a turkey. But CJ's caught in the Oval Office and the comedic exchange here is top five for me. Yeah. I, I'm say make a statement that bold. Like it's so funny. Yeah. It is a great exchange between CJ Allison Janney's a just amazing and Bartlett Martin Sheen. So, <laughs> so good in this cold open. Yeah. Anyway, throughout the episode, Bartlett kind of a common theme 
people are giving him advice on how to roast a turkey. This, well, he said this. Should I do this? And he goes, you know, we should have there should be a hotline you can call. And Charlie, of course, who is of the people, he's in the real world mm-hmm. where Bartlett's not. He's like, yeah, that's called the Butterball Hotline. You can call it staffed by professionals. And <laughs> Bartlett. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I love my country. Yeah. Calls the Butterball Hotline. The, the the kind of the scenes surrounding him on the phone with this woman could be an SNL sketch. Yeah. Only better. Yeah. Like it's better than SNL sketch. So good. It, it People come in and out. Um, Toby's in there for part of it. Charlie's in there for part of it. Excellent. Phil Vaharned. Um, Phil Vaharned. <laughs> Bethersonton. Joe Betherson. Um Anyway, that's one th- kind of thing that's going on. There's also the Indians in the lobby, mm-hmm. as as the title would suggest. I think. At first, it's like, oh, they're going to make a rim shot out of this, mm-hmm. but they take it seriously, yes. and it, it's actually a good opportunity to discuss kind of the plight of Native Americans in um, the United States. Yes. Maybe they don't give it as much time in the episode as they could have, mm-hmm. but they address it seriously, yeah. and they talk about it seriously, and I thought that part was good, because at first, you're like, Ugh, Indians in the Lobby is the name of the yeah. episode. Also, I did notice a theme, and I think almost every single episode I watched of Thanksgiving, which was an obligatory comment about how we screwed Indians out of their land or whatever, um, mm-hmm. and comparing the way mo- most shows just have it as a, a one-liner and drop it, which I understand that's nice that they brought that up, I guess, but I appreciate that West Wing actually deals with the situation and isn't just making an obligatory comment to right you know but yeah i think of the two west wing episodes i think shibboleth is probably my favorite it's I think certainly it's prob- the more heartwarming one it's so. probably the better episode but goodness gracious this is this is honestly one of my favorites just based on how funny and um how well written it is it's it is a magnificent episode of television Well, we have a couple honorable mentions that didn't make the list. And honestly, after like the office thing and some of this other stuff, I probably would have kicked these up onto my main list Same. at this point. Same. But um, I'm going to let you get started. Okay. Why don't you just roll through your whole Do list both. here? Okay. I, just, I have two honorable mentions and I feel the same as you because of the lack of Thanksgiving content in something like Seinfeld for for uh thanksgiving episodes i would probably move both these up they're just on probably less popular shows so number one i want to mention is how i met your mother season three episode nine it's called slaps giving and it's a nice little thanksgiving episode because they all gather around a, a thanksgiving table and it's the first time they sort of do it as a friend group but the reason i love this episode so much is because this is literally my favorite joke in how i met your mother is that marshall Ends up, I forget, I forget, like winning a bet or something like that against Barney or something like that. And um, Marshall's played by Jason Siegel and Barney's played mm-hmm. by Neil Patrick Harris. And so he gets five slaps against Barney. And the way that Jason Siegel slaps Barney in this show is unrivaled by any <laughs> other acting. Like it's his, it's full arm extension. <laughs> it's so funny when he slaps Barney. 
And this episode is all based on, there's some nice sweet stuff going on with the Thanksgiving stuff, which is great. But uh, Marshall has this countdown clock to when he's going to slap Barney and it's on Slapsgiving. And then he ends the episode by slapping him in the face and then singing a nice. song about how he slapped him in the face. So it's, it's, I'm not putting how I met your mother up on like any of my top shows, but this, at, like I enjoyed it just fine. And this is one of my favorite themes from how I met your mother. Cool. Uh, that's on prime video, by the way. Sorry. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. This isn't going to get mentioned on a lot of our lists, um, but this has a really, really great uh, Thanksgiving episode, and it's perfect for what everybody makes fun of this show about. So it's always sunny's on Hulu, and um, this is season nine, episode ten. It's called "The Gang Squashes Their Beefs," and literally all these different groups of people come to Thanksgiving because the gang is trying to apologize for being such jerks all the time to everyone. Man. Obviously, it, it then devolves into them being jerks again, but um, <laughs> they start by trying to apologize to all these different groups of people by having them over to Thanksgiving dinner. And it's hilarious and also just kind of like, it's almost like a clip show, but it's based around Thanksgiving. So it's a really cool thing. Okay. Those are my honorable mentions. Well, mine are from some of the early 90s classic sitcoms. The first one is from Boy Meets World, one of my favorite mm. shows, one of, probably one of my childhood favorite. Mm. Uh, if I had to pick one, uh, it's from season four, episode 10, and it is titled Turkey Day. And one thing I like about Boy Meets World, it's kind of great with the bite-sized morsels. It's obviously a short show, an episode, so quick conflict, quick resolution, but it's packed with heart. And I think it actually really does try to say something, even though it's, you know, I would eat, I would compare it to like a, you know, if you take like something like the wonder years mm. and boy meets world, it's much more lighthearted. Boy meets world is the wonder years. What they did with 20 plus minutes. Mm -hmm. It just astounds me yeah. sometimes how they packed it with, with just raw emotion. Boy meets world is much lighter, but I think they do try to say something and to connect with their audience. And this is the episode where Sean and Corey, uh, basically they're talking, they've been talking in class, discussing in Mr. Feeney's class, the, the difference in some of the classes and some of the different um, conflicts in Rwanda come up and they really kind of put their shoulder into Sean's family being lower class mm. And Corey's family being middle, middle, middle class. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know that there is that much of a distinction there to be made. I mean, they talk about Sean being, you know, not uh, not having very much money kind of often. But mm -hmm. um, anyway, Sean and Corey feel like it's important to get their families together for Thanksgiving and kind of break down that barrier. Mm -hmm. um, it ends up not working out so well until kind of the kids get away and kind of form their own table. And then the parents see them and they're of course all, you know, Oh gosh, you know, how come the kids are handling this better than we are type thing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's light, it's fluffy, but it's got a lot of Thanksgiving in it and it's got a lot of heart. Mm. So boy meets world that's on Disney plus by the way. Now, nice. Um, I think they used to be on Hulu, but yeah, Disney plus now the second one is full house. And this is a real early one. This is episode nine of season one. And this is the the family's first Thanksgiving after Danny's wife passed away. Mm -hmm. Danny's wife, the girl's mother, obviously. And as we quickly are reminded, it's it's Jesse's sister. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I, you know, it's always in the back of my head. I know that, but you forget it. 
And basically, Danny wants Thanksgiving to be perfect for the girls. Thanksgiving was very important to his wife. No one knows how to do anything, though. They don't know how to cook food. So they have all the ingredients sitting on the table. It's a kind of a classic trope with Thanksgiving, you know, but uh, this is this is done really well. DJ, who's really, really young at this point, feels like she can take a lot of this on by herself. Uh, The turkey is still frozen when they're trying to serve it, you know, like all this stuff. And I think really what the show does well here is even when everything goes wrong, um, there's still a way to make Thanksgiving special. Uh, You're with the people you love. And this is another one packs a lot of heart into 20 plus minutes. And I don't know, lots of Thanksgiving, really good episode. These two would definitely have made my, my upper list there. The all of full house is on HBO max now. Oh, nice. uh, So that's, that's everything. Nice. That is everything. Well, we're not going to do recommendations this week, but we are going to just, what are you, what have you been watching? Um, yep. A lot of new stuff has started up. I think the only notable thing, there's a couple of things I want to get into. I really actually meant to get into Mythic Quest before this episode. I just didn't get a chance to do it, but um, I'm looking forward to getting into that. Uh, the only thing I've really gotten into is Yellowstone came out last night yeah. and it is just a <laughs> pile of garbage. No, I wouldn't go that far. It's I wouldn't a, go that far. I know you bad. would. It's uh, I'm still excited about it. I'm I love that. Oh, it's I'm back. still going to watch the whole thing, but but it's a they pile have, of garbage with, with amazing. It's not a views. pile of garbage, but I will say there's a couple things that they've put their shoulder into and they're not good things. They're not good things. Well, yeah. So here's what I'm here's what I'm calling a pile of garbage. They have thrown out any sort of effort as far as writing plot goes. Just yeah jumping from stone to stone without any explanation and literally i told you on the phone earlier with like monica it's like oh by the way she uh, was this i and said now this. she's by the way she's not this and it's like skip like three steps of like explaining process and like why is this even happening and yeah i said this when we did our episode i don't feel like they gave her enough to do yeah sure and she is the only not to drag this up again but she's the only native american yeah in the main cast yeah, yeah yeah and they don't give her anything to do yeah and i feel like they create unnecessary drama around her to make her story feel interesting and it's just not yeah it's just not yeah but it just feels a lot like tyler sheridan dragged his writers to different shows that he's doing now and he, he has a oh. robot doing yellowstone at this point it was just like which is the one that made him all the money, which is the one that is allowing him to do all these other shows. Of course. Yeah. So it also happens to be the one with the biggest bankable star, Kevin Costner. Yes. I wouldn't be running away from this one too quick. Anyway, I'm still really excited that it's back. I've got me too. Some mild hopes that it's going to find its way here. There's no, uh, cowboy show horse stuff going on though. That's a plus, right? I, I do guess, hope we see Jimmy. I though. miss him. I'd rather have some cowboy show I'd, horse stuff than what I, I kind of hope we see Jimmy to figure out what what's going I, on with him. I know you. I know you didn't like him, but well, he got better once he got to be a real cowboy. That's right. That's what I'm saying. I liked where his story was going. Sure, but now he's not even there at all. I'm, as far as we know, he's he's in some of the teaser stuff for the uh like a uh, last season on Yellowstone stuff. So if if it was important to include to remind us what he was doing, then maybe he'll be back for some reason. And especially since, as far as we know, four the four sixes is not a show that's starting. Oh yeah, we haven't heard anything about that. So, yeah. Except, did you heard about nineteen twenty three? 
No. Apparently, she's all going to be years for their show names. <laughs> but it's starring Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren. What? Yeah. I was blown away by that. Huh. Harrison yeah. Ford. Harrison Ford plays the Dutton, whatever generation. Yeah. Plays the main Dutton guy there. Wow. I know. I think that's massive get. Yeah. Beth is almost unwatchable y- now. Oh, yeah. We've gotten to the point where she has she, not much of a character. Anyway, before we ruin the entire. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else have you been watching? Uh, Started the crown. That came back last week. How you feel uh, about it? I, that's another thing I'm excited to pick up. So we've often talked about, or well, not often, just during our episode, you've got historical heavy plots and scandal heavy plots. Uh-huh. So far, we're putting our shoulder into the scandal stuff. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. But yeah. this is that early 90s. I mean, yeah. They, they all, not just Diana and, and um, Charles, yeah. everyone was haywire. All the kids yes. were running amok at that point. So we're going to see some good stuff. We're going to see some good stuff. Um, Johnny Lee Mil- Miller plays the uh, prime minister. He's really good. He's the guy from Eli Stone and mm, uh, he, mm-hmm. he played Sherlock. Yeah. Yeah. So he's really, he's really good. Um, the new characters, the new actors playing there. I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. Uh, what's, what's Dominic's uh, Dominic. Um, Jimmy McNulty. The, I don't know. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. from <laughs> McNulty from the wire. Yeah. He's playing a fantastic Charles. That's awesome. Good. I'm glad. So yeah, yeah, I like him. Other thing I checked out was uh, Tulsa King, which is a Taylor Sheridan show. Taylor Sheridan is the Yellowstone guy. Yeah. This one's on Paramount Plus. <laughs> I'm going to keep watching it. I mean, it's definitely up my alley. It's mob related. Sylvester Stallone is the star of the show. And anyway, there's a scene and it's just it really just felt like everyone popped in like, oh, crap. Let's watch the Sopranos real quick so we know how to play this one. Um, anyway, it just it it felt a little odd. The show could be good, though. We kind of moved past yeah. that and he's doing other stuff, but don't worry. I'll keep you updated. I'll, I'll let you know if it's something we need to dive into. Oh yeah. Well, I, I'm not, I've seen, they showed about a hundred previews for it. Uh, during you wait, we'll be doing an episode on this one on Tulsa King. Uh, oh, you said we won't be, <laughs> I no, I said you wait, we will be. Oh yeah. Maybe who knows? Uh, I, d- I did think that the advertising in Yellowstone is so funny. It's all like ta- Taylor Sheridan shows. Uh, and then we've moved on to like, now it's like last night was bourbon, tons of bourbon. Well, the one guy is a Lloyd is a spokesperson for Buffalo trace. Right. And then, um, um, what was the other thing that was, it was a lot of shows from BET, which I, um, Tyler Perry writes some stuff for them. I, that's what I was seeing. I was seeing a lot of, it felt like very Tyler Perry style stuff. That was the one, that was the commercials I've seen a lot, but yeah, lots of other Taylor Sheridan shows for yeah, sure. For sure. I also, by the way, I forgot about this, but Leah and I watched the first Enola Holmes and it was, um, well, I fell asleep, but it was really, really good. Uh, I think the second one's better. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's, that's good news. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You see how, what I was saying, it's a little, maybe, um, not quite as edgy as some of the other uh-huh. Sherlock Holmes stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think it's good. I think it's really good. Well, that's it, man. That was fun. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your families or watch some television. <laughs> yeah, if you need a break. You need a break.
That does it for this episode of Good Show. Good Show is created, recorded, edited, and produced by Anthony Mako and Brandon Sharp. Our theme music was written and recorded by me, Anthony, and all our graphics and socials are developed by Brandon. If you've enjoyed your time with us, please make sure to like or follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And if you appreciate our show, please throw us a rating and a review there too. If you'd like to discuss any of our content, you can search The Good Show Facebook group or follow us on Instagram at The Good Show Podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.